0: Welcome back, Howdy's fans, to episode 54 of the Chirpin Yotes podcast. Now, proudly a part of Inside the Rink, you'll still get the same Chirpin Yotes fanalytics—word uh, I am trademarking—the uh, usual flavor and content you're used to. But now we're joining a network that we think is like-minded and will kind of help us and help them. So we're excited to be a part of that. And now it's time for our, even though there's a game left, regular season wrap-up. Uh, so I have Matt, I got Haynes, and I got Seth and Grandy, boys. How are we doing?
1: Doing good. Um, Up in Mesa for work. Uh, Apparently summer again in Phoenix, despite the fact that it's early April. Uh, 90 degrees at 8 o'clock at night, you know, it's always fun. Yeah, um, you know,
2: hanging in there, rough last week for me, uh, for family and all that. So, you know, looking to try to get back into the swing of just daily life and all that. But, uh, Granny, what about you? Doing pretty good. It was
3: uh, pretty interesting this week. We went straight from 30 degree weather to 80 degree weather with nothing in between. So we went and like 85% of all of our snow has melted in the last three days and we are just one big lake right now in Minnesota.
0: I saw the pictures of that you sent me, and that was just weird to see. Because even you sent that video the other day, you had still had snow like piles. And I was like, "What the heck? Still snow?" And then today, you're like, "Oh, it's all water." I'm like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" Yeah, but pretty crazy. It looks like we have. and I guess maybe this is historical as well. The Bruins have hit 63 games, the first club to do so. Um, do you guys think that that 63 games? is the curse do you think that they'll be the first team to win that much and, and break the curse and bring home the ring uh haynes what are you, what are you thinking over there
2: uh I, you know i'm gonna play devil's advocate advocate here i look at this as you know we we've seen it with tampa with you know with the president's trophy game swept in the first round we saw it for last year i think boston as long as they don't get too over 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 on themselves i think they can win it but i wouldn't be surprised if they go out in the first round as far as going
3: out in the first round, I uh, they're going to be playing Florida and New York, and I just I don't see either of those two teams having the firepower or capability of knocking them out. Maybe New York if uh, the if uh, Sorokin gets hot, but I think Boston has it. I think Boston is the favorite to win the Cup. I think they're at least going to the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Yeah, one of the big things they have going for them is they've had not one, but two unbelievably good goaltenders this year. Most, most of the time, teams that win the President's Trophy, they're riding one big line, one goaltender, a solid defensive group, and it only takes a team shutting down one element of that. I think that's going to be hard to do with Boston. They're stacked just about everywhere. Yeah. They've got three very good lines that they can roll they've got you know two guys who should be in the norris conversation and one guy who should win the vesna
0: so you're thinking it's probably gonna break the curse then this is it this is the team that's gonna stumble through if anybody it reminds me of the uh should i say it no i don't want to curse our postseason hopes i'm gonna go ahead and just let that one go so we have an issue in toronto as well i know um Steve Dangle was definitely raging about this when we have an emergency backup problem, uh, something to do with the money. And to be honest, uh, I'll pour my you know honesty on the sleeve here. I don't fully understand it. So, Grandy, if you could shed some light on me, because I, I, I mean, I, I get emergency backup goalie, but I don't understand like what the issue was, and what the long-term IRs and, and and math and numbers. I'm not good with that stuff. So,
3: so what it is is they've had an emergency backup goalie. I think four games running now because. They haven't been allowed to call up Justin Hall due to the fact that they've been at the salary cap and when they got room to do it, instead of using that salary cap space to call up Justin Hall, or is it Justin Hall? But anyways. Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall. Um, instead of using that salary cap space to call up Joseph Hall, they signed Matthew Nyes. So this was 100% an issue of their own making. This was something they chose to do. They chose to run with backup goalies so that they could sign nice. Um, I'm just getting a little sick of emergency backup goalies being this fun thing that everyone talks about right up until Toronto has to deal with it. And then it's
1: the end of the world. So yeah, the reality is you can't be upset if you're Toronto about this because you did it to yourself. Um, honestly, I don't think the team is all that, upset about it they had fun with it they pissed off montreal with the uh jet alexander coming into the game you know with a minute and a half left and you know it's a 7-1 game and he gets to make his his nhl debut the whole thing there is toronto did it to themselves toronto doesn't seem upset about it but the fans are screaming bloody murder about it that's on them yeah,
2: I mean, you, I mean, you guys have said perfectly. I mean, it, Toronto doesn't have anybody to blame here about themselves. I mean, you, you can play victim cards as much as you want to here, but you know, at the end of the day, this is this is their own doings. So, I mean, no one you can point the finger to here except yourself.
1: Well, and that's just it. Toronto's not Toronto's not the victim here. Like they're they're not playing the victim card. Their fans are. This is totally an issue yeah. made by the fans. Yeah. The team, has said, the team hasn't said anything.
3: The team hasn't complained. The team hasn't done anything. They know what they did and they understood. I'm sure they understood, Hey, we have this choice to make. We're going to make
1: this choice. And I don't End even the think there's, there's no real implications here either because Toronto has been locked into their number two spot for, I don't know what, 10 games now, everybody knows they're playing Tampa at home. That's been the way it is. They're, the regular season's been over for them for a while. So this doesn't hurt them. No, the only way it could have had implications was
3: if that emergency backup goalie had to come in to play against Florida, who was uh, their next opponent. And I think they wound up beating them anyways, but they also set three or four of their stars. So I don't think the emergency backup goalie mattered in that situation.
0: I got something to add. Do you think they're still feeling the sting of that Zamboni driver beating him that one time. And this is what it is. It's a full circle. Like they're like, well, we, 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 he has to go because, and then just feeling the pain of that still. Cause that's still my favorite moments of all time. That's, it's, it's going to be like a highlight reel for me of greatest NHL moments. So that's all I had to add about that.
1: I mean, maybe they around. just want their, maybe they just want their guy to, you know, come in and beat somebody like in a bad way, but they're not starting an e-bug at all so yeah, this is just an overreaction from the fans the nhl is out to get Toronto. sure is sure is well okay uh now
0: i have to say the battle of keller hill is it continuing on with the keller versus the maston candidates do you think I, how i phrase this how do we feel uh, before you, you kind of give your, your view on the other mass candidates. Do you actually feel that Keller has a legitimate chance or is this more of a, we're fans. This is our guy kind of thing. Uh, Matt, if you'd like to go ahead and take the reign to start us off with this one.
1: I think there's a legitimate argument for Keller to win it. And it's not just as a fan thing. Um, Wiz from ESPN. He wrote about this recently uh, about how deserving Keller is of the nomination uh, what he went through, breaking his leg clean, um, not having a, a traditional offseason, and being back right away and taking his game to another level. Uh, what he did, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's unprecedented because it's happened, but what Keller did is rare. And he's made the most of, of this season. I think he absolutely has earned it.
3: Yeah, just uh, actually, my first piece with our new partners at Inside the Rink, I just wrote on Keller's Masterton case, and I think he's got a very strong case. There's obviously quite a few other very deserving candidates. I'm not going to be upset if he doesn't win, but he deserves a c- he deserves a case, and he deserves to be a finalist. There is the year he's had after coming back from that is just astounding. And considering when it all happened, I don't think any of us even expected to see him for the first month or even two months of the season to have him come back and play, not just play game one, but really not even start slow. Just an amazing year. Definitely worthy of of, uh, the trophy and definitely check out my piece on him.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Definitely check out granny's piece, but you know, I mean, this is—I mean, this is a guy. You, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I followed him back from his time in college at BU. I mean, he's—he's he's never in—in in his hockey career, he has never faced an injury as as bad of a setback as as what he suffered last year. And and setback is to say, you know, I say that lightly here because. Originally, people thought, you know, this is going to affect him going to the end of this season. We weren't going to see him for a short time. And, you know, and he was there game one to start the season. And he's never looked like he's slowed down since then. So do I think he deserves, you know, a legitimate shot to win this? Yes, I do. I think he's, you know, he's he's proven to himself and anybody that, you know, he he's gotten better every year in the last three years, and he continues to do so. And this year was really that that calling Cartier for him of, you know, how, how do you respond from an injury? And the way he's responded is, you know, it's good for not only the fantasy, but as an organization, it's good to see.
1: Yeah, and for what it's worth, the, the Masterton Award isn't a comeback player of the year. I know a lot of people yeah. view it that way. Um, it, it's about perseverance and dedication to the game. Um, when you talk about what it takes to come back from breaking the largest bone in the human body to play at that elite of a level in that short a time without a training camp, um, never left Arizona on his own dime, brought in trainers, brought in, uh, you know, somebody to break down tape with him, help him look at areas to get better at, at his game, nutrition, the whole nine yards. That that fits what the definition of the Masterton is to a T.
0: I think, just the finish, you said it the last sentence there perfectly. I was going to say just that. I mean, when you spend your own money, you spent your own money. He could have just healed it out and waited, but he didn't. He wanted to come back hungry and help us, you know, well, it's tankier. Not win, but help us win. And I think that, for getting us out of the Bedard sweepstakes, you deserve the Masterson, sir. You deserve it. Absolutely. Thank you, Keller. Yes, thank you, Keller.
1: Yeah, n- knowing the NHL, they're going to award Keller the Masterton just because he kept Arizona from getting Bedard. Yeah, that, that will be all like you did it. <laughs> that will be the AP's reason for voting.
0: Some Palpatine plot or something like that in the back. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> what a hero!
3: Somehow he returned.
0: Oh, please don't! I can't do it, man. I can't. You just tell me to watch Andor, and I just I don't know if I can. I'm I want to, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Speaking of good things to watch, if we're done with that topic, hopefully we are. We've had two 60-goal scores this year. We had good old Pasta and, of course, McDavid. Are we surprised? I guess, is this... Are we going to have any more than these two? Is this a a repeat? Is this a single thing? Grandy, do you think this is just good hockey for the year? What, What were we thinking here?
3: I think this is the start of a new... A new wave of offensive talent that you're going to start to see. Um, I don't know. There was it wasn't just uh, the two sixty goal scores. We also had, I think, last count was nine different a hundred point scores as well, which is a high for the last twenty years. This year was an offensive explosion for just about every team out there. Every team. There was at least four or five teams, Coyotes included, that have a player that has a chance or has broken the team's all-time leading scoring record. Um, And I hope that this maintains going forward. It looks like it will because it looks like it's just the league is getting more talented every draft, every year, every new injection of talent. This league is entering a new golden age. So I personally think it will stay, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the offense, if the offense maintains next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to, you know, you almost kind of think to yourself, and I do, that, you know, you kind of look at the 60 goal scorers this year, and, you know, the first name may stands out to you not being on that list was, was Matthews, after, you know, having 60 last season, and, you know, by no means the Matthews have a terrible year this year, Yes, he didn't reach the sixty-goal plateau. You know, maybe he was a little streakier than normal, like he's been. Um, but like you said, Granny. Nonetheless, I mean, this is this is a sign that the league is trending into, uh, you know, more of a skill, more of a speed league. Uh, I think we're going to see more of this going forward. I don't know if we're going to see, you know, one hundred fifty points a season like we're seeing right now from me. David. I don't think we're going to see a you know, two to three guys next year do it. I could be totally wrong. I don't think, though. But um, nonetheless, I think, I mean, we're, we're seeing trends going a different way. Like you said, we're seeing guys um setting new highs for uh, franchises and points in the season, like Keller, who has a chance of p- possibly doing it. Jack Hughes just did the Devils the other night. So, yeah, I think we're trending in, in a new direction in terms of, you know, seeing more 40 to 50, to almost maybe even sixty goal scorers this season.
1: Yeah, additionally, um, Jason Robertson set the Stars' new franchise record as well. He's up to 109, I believe, after he had three more assists tonight. Um, but the NHL's got 11 100 point players right now. Um, Eric Carlson's the first defenseman since 1992 to reach the 100 point plateau. Um, you know, McDavid, first player since Mario Lemieux in 95 96 to hit 150 points. Scorings up in general, um, 10 years ago or 11 years ago, I think our, our art Ross winner had like 97 points or something like that. Uh, those, Jamie those days Bennett. are, yeah, those days are slowly fading. Um, our, our rocket winner of like 2010 or 2011, I think was Corey Perry and he scored 50 and I think was a good four or five ahead of everybody else. So we are seeing the league trend in a direction where I, I don't know that we'll see, you know, five guys score 60 goals. But seeing 60 goals be the new bar for winning the Rocket, that seems like a, a pretty sure thing going forward.
3: To add to the people who are breaking their franchise's scoring record, and this one kind of shocked me due to the talent that they've had in the past, uh, Jack Hughes broke the Devils scoring record at 95. Um, he was at 97 last saw, so he's still with one game left to play. Technically has a chance to break the 100-point bar- uh, barrier, too.
1: Yeah, Mitch Marner also sitting at 99. Um, very good possibility. We see you know, 12 guys, 13 guys at 100. Um, Braden Point could be the fifth guy to hit 50 goals if he scores another goal this year as well.
0: So in other words, the league is getting bigger, better, and just the best time to watch.
1: Yeah, there's also that argument to be made that the league's rules have really shifted to favor offense. Penalties are up, power plays are up, and three-on-three three overtime helps a lot when you're talking about guys being able to pad stats.
0: I was about to say, yeah,
1: three-on-three three, really helps well,
0: a lot, too.
3: I will say though as far as the league changing rules go to overtime if you want to if you want to create more growth for the league you've got to do what the NBA and NFL has done and hear more to the offensive players. I know not everybody wants to hear that, but it's what brings in the mainstream fans and it's what will eventually grow the game. You just got to find a way to market it it's a little bit better than they're currently doing.
0: I was going to add to that, too. I mean, you just have Major League Baseball adding the pitch clock and taking 25 minutes, people being really excited about that. I know some super staunch, really old baseball fans are like, no, grumble, grumble, what do you mean? Baseball's great the way it is. It, it's not. You know, I'm, I'm glad the pitch clock's there. Uh, I think you're right, Granny. I think, you know, especially the NBA, I think it just, I think they broke a record this year, too, with attendance and viewership and fans. Like, think their fanship grew, like, 13% or something. They had a bunch of numbers on Twitter. Not good with numbers. But anyway, really big. So, I think, because offense is exciting. I mean, defense is great. Like as someone on, I forgot what I was watching. They asked, would you rather watch like this offense? It was like the Bears defense or someone's offense. And the guy was like, well, offense, because offense is more exciting to watch. Like the defense, you're just watching the ball get stopped. Ball get stopped. I was like, yeah, you may have some cool plays, the cornerback, but overall offense more exciting to watch. So I I think that's something to do with that as well.
1: Yeah, I I agree. The I guess if you look at it regular season to playoffs, you'll kind of see a a telling difference. All of the real serious hardcore fans are watching every regular season game, um, but you're not getting a lot of viewership without a lot of goal scoring. You get into playoffs, and playoff hockey is just totally different, so much more exciting. Ratings go up all around. The best way to do that during the regular season is going to either A – Add a playoff type environment, meaning add some nice rivalries, uh, rework the divisions, the schedules to make all that work, or you have to continue to increase scoring.
0: I think it's only good. I, I think it's, it only helps the game. The more it grows, the better. Especially right now, I know it's been kind of shaky with growth. So I, I think hopefully with these players coming in, these two you know sixty goal <laughs> scorers and hundred point players, uh, hopefully it help hope it grows. It's a good time to watch hockey. So with that being said. Speaking of little things that are different, uh, the NBA right now is having the, the play-in tournament, the win-and-you're-in kind of scenario. I believe it was Grandy, one of us, uh, we, we say, what if the NHL brought that in? And Grandy, obviously, we'll start with you. How would you feel if the NHL was to do something like that? Uh, I see Matt shaking his head. <laughs> um, Grandy, what do you... Let's Let's start the debate. Let's get it all fired up. So I think...
3: I think the years that it works best is the years where you have this tight race for the bottom and you can create, um, like a, like it said, a win-and-you're-in situation. A lot like where the NBA has it, where the higher seeds, you only have to win one game and you're in. The lower seeds have to win two to get in. Um, but just as a fan, and as a fan that was in a play-in game arena last year, I... I've never been in a building that electric. I've never been in a building that had that much atmosphere, that much excitement. I've never seen a state rally around a team that it, quite frankly, hasn't cared about for years. The Timberwolves in Minnesota are treated very similarly to how the Coyotes are treated in Arizona, where it's the fourth person, it's off to the side, it gets the least coverage, all of that stuff. Um, In last year's play-in tournament, you saw that start to change to where they were getting respected amongst them. Um, It was just, it was an incredible atmosphere to be in, and then the games have been incredible to watch. They are playoff one-and-done games. They are incredibly exciting to watch, and they are driving viewership for the NBA to insane levels. I think I saw that the two playing games yesterday were were the highest-rated non-finals games from any sport this year, which is insane to think about. So, again, just talking about growing the game, adding little things like this will help with that. Talking about creating a playoff atmosphere like Matt brought up in the last
2: one.
0: Before we get into Matt's uh, thing, Haynes, you want to add to that before we get the, the probably the counter argument on that?
2: I mean, I, I'll let Matt, I'll, I'll let Matt go. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm on more on
1: the counter argument side of things. Okay. okay. Then Matt, please. All right. Last year, In the East, eight teams that made the playoffs had 100 points. The team that finished ninth in the East was the Islanders at 84. I don't want to see a 100-point team out of the playoffs because on any given day in the NHL, something can happen. I think it absolutely destroys what a team works so hard for all regular season getting into that playoff spot just to potentially be out to a team that didn't play well enough all regular season to do it. I think it takes away some of the importance of late games in the season. Uh, You get into games 80, 81, 82. How important was it that Pittsburgh beat Chicago last night? They lose. The Islanders beat Montreal today, and the Islanders are in. All Pittsburgh had to do was beat Chicago and Columbus, and they're in the playoffs. Do I want Pittsburgh to get a second chance? When they couldn't beat Chicago to save their own playoff fate? Absolutely not. Teams teams have to prove all season long through 82 games that they've earned it. And I don't think a team that potentially misses the playoffs by 5 points, 10 points, uh, you know, in the case last year it would have been 16, should be in. It also ends well, up with situations like we had during COVID where Toronto... Doesn't even make the playoffs. And I know we all love that, that Toronto didn't make the playoffs. But the playoffs without Toronto being one of the better teams, that's, that's not a great thing. I mean, they lost to, what, the Islanders or whoever, and then they're out in the first round anyway. Uh, it's, not, it's not good for playoff hockey. And honestly, playoff hockey is what we all watch for. The the thing, my counter argument to that would be,
3: yes, last year was a bad example for it, and I said that as I was saying, this year is a better example for it. But this doesn't dig, this doesn't disclude that about it. If because Pittsburgh lost those two games to Chicago and Columbus, now they need to beat both. Oh, they would be playing. I think. I can't remember who they would be playing, but they would have to beat whoever they're playing. And then they would have to beat Florida to get into the playoffs or New York Islanders to get into the playoffs. So they still have to beat those teams. It still creates that atmosphere. Simply because they lost those two games. It's not like those two games became meaningless. No, it actually adds more meaning because now you have to win two versus winning just one to get in. Um, last year, bad example, and to prevent that you should absolutely have a point limit on it. If teams are within three points of each other, create the play-in. If they are not within three points they don't get a shot and there's no play-in that year. But just again, if you're talking about growth of the game, adding something that has driven this much viewership to another league
1: I don't see how you can't look at it. I think the The opposite or what what actually would hurt hockey more than basketball is let's say you have one of those playing games and it's Tampa that Pittsburgh has to play. And in that game, Braden Point takes an awkward hit and they lose Braden Point for the remainder of the playoffs. That doesn't help the NHL at all. In fact, if Pittsburgh gets in, over a team that deserves it, at that point, there's more people upset that Pittsburgh's in the playoffs than there are benefits to the viewership of, you know, the one or two games that they were able to drive from one play-in team or even two play-in teams. I don't think it's a necessary risk for playoff teams at that point.
3: So what makes that a necessary risk for Tampa to have Braden Point chase the 50 goals? because if he gets hurt chasing
1: that 50 goal, it's the same exact thing. But at that point, that is Braden Point and Tampa's decision, not the NHL right forcing now, them to play that game.
3: Right now it would be Penguins versus Sabers for the first play-in game. Whoever wins that would then have to beat the loser of the Panthers versus Islanders.
1: Yeah, I I still don't like it. I, and again, I'm just using hypotheticals here, but It could be any other scenario in any year to come where maybe Edmonton squeaks in as an eighth seed and Connor McDavid gets hurt and then you don't have McDavid for the playoffs or, you know, something along those lines where somebody that really should be in the playoffs for the good of the NHL isn't there. You mean like Crosby and Malkin? I don't think that's, that's not really an issue though, because... They weren't good enough throughout the regular season to make the playoffs. I I don't think you should be awarding playing games. But
3: then using that that exact logic, McDavid wouldn't have been good enough through the playoffs. This is just extending the regular
1: season by two games, essentially. Right, but if anything, the regular season should be shortened up just a little bit when you're talking about 82 games, generally a condensed schedule... and then going into you know potentially needing to play twenty four games to win a Stanley Cup, so oh, yeah. I don't you, if you I don't went think, with this, I end. think you have
3: to cut the season down to seventy eight
1: games. If you went with this, I think you have to cut the season down to seventy eight games. And but- for that, I don't know that you have more viewership in playing games than you do losing gate sales of what would that be thirty two by four? That's you know one hundred twenty eight games. Or I'm sorry, they would be half of that. It'd be 64 games that you're not showing, just to show these playing the games.
3: Four games eventually, anyways. The players have made this a big deal. Sure, that but if the players see, are going to make this a big deal, games. they're
1: not. They're not going to be for a playing game if they're trying to cut games as it is. And i would be willing to that bet that, spoken
3: out. Of, there's been several players that have spoken out in favor of it.
1: Uh, not, not in terms of the whole NHL. I'm sure there are some players that have been on plenty of teams who are bubble teams who could be there if they had that play-in game. I guarantee the Penguins would love a play-in game this year and everybody on that team would speak out for it and everybody on the Islanders and the Panthers would be absolutely against it right now. So, I I just don't see where it's it's good for the game year over year. Uh, Putting players who have already played 82 games or however many games the season length ultimately is with a play-in, um, you know, forcing them to play two more regular season games when they've already done enough in the regular season to make the playoffs. I'm not saying it's not good for ratings. I'm not saying it doesn't potentially bring in more revenue for the league. These these are all other the same ways. arguments.
3: These were all the same arguments made though when the MLB added. An additional wildcard team and all that that's done is boost
1: the mlb's profits and boost the mlb's viewership sure if you want to change a playoff format and go to and you know attend out of the, each conference these then find the that
3: made, these are all the arguments made against the nba too and again this has not just been mildly successful this has been A smash hit, wildly successful, driving profit
1: galore for every team involved in the league. The big difference between baseball and basketball, though, is overall viewership throughout a season. I don't think enough people... But
3: we're talking basketball
1: to hockey here, too. Even there, I mean, if you look at at basketball's revenue, it dwarfs hockey. I, I don't think there's enough viewership it does. there. I'm
3: trying to change that. Uh,
1: and there's, there's plenty of ways I think you can change it without... I, we talked about adding more goals. We talked about um, you know things that can be done during the regular season that are going to appeal to your fair weather fans and you know, your, your fans that just catch a game here and there and turn them into fans. I don't think playing games are it. I, I think they hurt the integrity of the the playoffs more so than you gain in value. If
0: I may, um, if you'd have asked me in like 2021 about the playing games, I would have been 100 with Matt. Like, nope, dumb, don't do it. You want to play in the playoffs? Win your hockey games. You want to be in the playoffs? Win your basketball games. However, I think, well, Matt, you're totally. I totally understand exactly what you're saying. Let me just say that first and outright. I think the playing game where the NHL is right now. I think we're at this this crossroad of like, are we going to grow or are we going to kind of fold? As as I said before, MLS soccer that's growing, right? I think the playing game to the casual fan that's on a disc when I say casual fan, may that stand for the record. I think would be more exciting because honestly, if my Coyotes were kind of low in, I'd want to play in game. I know we should have won more games. I I know that you know here in the head. But the heart says, "I would love the chaos of us being a play-in game, and not just for Leafs years. I mean, just in general, the chaos of any team succeeding and going to the play-in. I know there's a lot of logistics, but I don't know. I definitely like the idea. I've definitely grown, especially the NBA. I watched actually the play-in games today. I watched the Bulls one, and I watched the Hawks one yesterday. I like them. I think they're a lot of fun. But I know right. hockey's mostly so different how, basketball.
1: How's this for a compromise? The NHL has talked about potential expansion in the future." When we see 34 or 36 teams in the league, then we entertain the idea of a play-in to keep the the league split down the middle at teams that make and teams that miss. Um Because now those play-in games potentially add two more teams that we're going to miss. I, I think that I would think be a fair, fair compromise. At that I also- time, I would be more for it. But right now... I don't think there's a reason for it. I don't think more than half the league should potentially, at the end of an 82-game season, be in a position to play for the Cup. And in the, situ- or in the scenario where you have play-in games and two teams from each conference that didn't win enough games to make the playoffs to begin with are going to play a play-in game and then potentially knock somebody out of the playoffs right away, you've just opened it up to 20 teams and you've said... Well, only 12 teams are going to miss from the regular season.
3: And to be completely fair for the playing games right now, an underdog has not made the playoffs yet in it simply because of that. Having to win two games is a brutal thing when you're playing against teams that are pretty relatively equal with. It is a brutal step to do. So, as of right now, there hasn't been an underdog win
1: in win into the playoffs. So But if you're not adding that element of anybody can go in and win and make the playoffs even though they haven't, what's the point of the play-in games? It, you want at viewership, that point money. Sure, but the, the way you're selling that viewership is the way you're selling that viewership is an underdog going in and and being the team that comes out and becomes that story which which will eventually happen but, but if it's such it a rare thing i think it's a yet. big ask to to ask players to play it's also been it's also been one year so <laughs> yeah i don't well and then we had play in series during covid and three teams that shouldn't have been there made it i think chicago knocked off edmonton arizona knocked off nashville and Somebody knocked off Toronto and all three of those teams shouldn't have been in the playoffs. All three of those teams also lost in the first round badly. I I don't think it's good. I I think even if the, those underdog teams somehow win those two games and get in, I think you've just watered down the first round for the team that plays them.
3: What's, What's the difference between the New York Islanders getting swept first round versus the
1: Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins getting swept first round versus the Bruins, though? The Islanders deserve to be there. They earned the right to play that series.
0: I mean, again, so didn't the Islanders have to rely on someone else losing or winning a game for them to get in, though? So what's the difference between that and a play-in game? But, you know, I mean, that's because, the same thing they had to rely on somebody else. I mean, same thing. Right,
1: but that's really only to- no, but that still goes back to that team that they needed to lose was Pittsburgh, who's on the outside looking in. Pittsburgh needed to handle their own business, and they didn't. And I think you don't get a second chance if you can't do it yourself. Fair enough.
0: Any
3: uh The mark? Islanders got that second chance, despite not doing it themselves.
1: Ah, but Paint. they got that second chance because the team that should have been there failed too. Uh, you know,
2: I, I'm going to chime in here, and um, I apologize if you'll listen to me. It's pretty much 1 o'clock here, so I, I'm there's no way I'm going to debate this. But I'm, I'm on Matt's side here. I, I mean, call me old school. I don't like the playing idea, and I'm not a fan of the wild card in the NHL. Um, I, I kind of agree with Matt how you look here. I mean, it's an 82-game season. You know, you proved during the 82 games if you deserve to be in the playoffs, or not in the Penguin situation. They had the easiest path there in the final three games of the season. They they shot themselves in the foot, and they didn't make the playoffs because they don't deserve a chance to rewrite that and, and make it end just because, you know, they want to keep their 16-game playoff streak alive. I, I understand that aspect of it, and I understand parts of where you, Granny, and you, Tyler, came from. But, you know, it's an 82-game season. You're playing every game matters, even game number one all the way down to game 82. They all matter. if you have an easy path like that to the end and, you, and you shoot yourself in the foot that's on you. You don't get a, I don't think you deserve a shot for redemption. I think that's how it goes. I understand where there's a money aspect to, it and I know how it works for the NBA and, you know, and, it, and it's so far worked for them. But I mean, it, it, I I do agree at the end of the day. I mean, you say, well, what's the difference with, you know, the penguins making it compared to the Islanders making it. I, I do think it's because the Islanders deserved. I mean, if, if the penguins deserved to make it over the Islanders, I think the Penguins wouldn't have lost to the Blackhawks. I don't think they would have lost to your, you know, potentially or win against the Blue Jackets. I mean, I think they should have been in where they were. I mean, I, I'm on your side here in this situation. I think it's uh, – is it something maybe down the line if they expand the league they could do? Yeah, but I, I don't see the reason for needing it now. I feel like if, if you can't prove in 82 games you're one of the best teams that deserve to in a playoff spot, you don't deserve a shot to, to play a
1: redemption to get it in. So, two final so thoughts, and I'll turn it over to Grandy to finish. Two final thoughts. Grandy, so you can finish this. Um, yeah, the only reason the
3: uh, Islanders belong in, real quick, just the only reason the Islanders belong in, real quick, is the simple
2: fact that Pittsburgh lost to the worst team in the league. That's it. But yeah, that was the Penguins shooting themselves in the foot, though. So, the Penguins don't deserve a shot to then, themselves cuz they shot the Islanders with a...
0: Do you though the Islanders have a chance because someone else lost for them they didn't really win as I mean, many games they won the because someone works. lost I mean, I mean it's the that's same how thing the the as a playing game in my always opinion always
2: worked out though but that's how the league's always worked out it's always comes down it. to that and I that mean, situation they
0: didn't wear you know they, they didn't start wearing a cup until 1912 i mean so what things can change i mean just because something someone's been done forever we used to use you know the stone I tools i Matt, mean Matt
3: had had something he all right so i got
1: i got two final thoughts on my opposition here. I, if we're talking about this year out West, yeah, point-wise, it's pretty close, and maybe it looks like on paper, it would be, you know, a solid idea to have a play-in game. However, loser points have made it what it is in the West, and right now, teams in the play-in situation would be Nashville and Calgary. Every team, one through eight in the West right now, has at least 46 wins. Calgary has thirty seven and they are two points out i I don't want to see Calgary get an opportunity to have a play in game when they've won nine less games than anybody else in the playoff pitcher right now. It doesn't make sense to me i I don't think it makes for good we've had
3: we've also had that exact scenario pull play out where we've had teams with worse records make the playoffs over teams oh, with abs- better records. absolutely, and I, so, I still think again, that's flawed.
1: That's, that's still flawed. The loser point is flawed. Is. We've talked about this in, in past podcasts. If anything should change, that should change. But right now, we're looking at a scenario where it's probably going to be the Jets and the Stars or the Jets and the Avalanche in the first round. Those teams are going to be separated by three or four wins. I don't want to see one of those two teams get to play a 37-win Calgary team. The series will be much better. That first round matchup will be much better with the Jets in the playoffs. I don't think because they earned their spot, they won enough games, they accumulated enough points during the regular season. They shouldn't potentially be out of playing a seven game series.
0: Any last words before we move on to the second half of the episode? The,
1: the big thing
3: I think is that a lot of this does come down to the fact that you need widespread changes across the NHL. Loser points got to go. And like I said, if you adopt the play-in, you have to adopt it in a way where you need to be a certain amount of points within the next playoff team to even have a shot at it. But again, I just look at the fact that the NHL is declining in popularity, declining every year in popularity, and every other sport is growing. you got to do something. You have to do something, or we are going to watch this beautiful
1: sport we love wither away. I absolutely agree with that. I do think there needs to be a ton of changes. I think the loser point should go, like you said. Um, we we got to see. But if the loser point
3: goes, see. Winnipeg's not in that. Winnipeg's not in the playoff game in that situation, though. Too well, in they are. And they are in
1: that situation.
3: Well, Winnipeg, they wouldn't be within the point point threshold.
1: Sure. Because maybe Calgary doesn't have it at that point. I guess if the loser point goes away, then you can talk about a play-in game, or, you know, if we see some scenario where the NHL doesn't have so many different gimmicks right now where games are ending in shootouts, get get rid of the shootout, Get rid of the loser point. You can do so many things before you add that might bring a little more integrity back to the game, and then you can add a play-in game, but right now I don't think it's good for the league um, to to basically add to a system that's already beginning to fail. I think you need to either see more teams in the league, the loser point go away, shootouts go away, something. Like, get rid of one, add another. Uh, Players want fewer games, maybe axe a couple of preseason games, let them run longer training camps, practice a little more, that sort of thing. Make it all work for everybody. I think that's the best way to do it.
0: Well, a good thing that it is helping grow the game is ESPN, which is the sponsor of this episode and our network, Inside the Rink. Uh, playoff hockey is upon us, boys. You have one game going on time at this recording. Tomorrow is the Coyotes' last game. However, you do get all of, or majority of, the NHL playoffs. You'll also get some of the NBA playoff games, uh, the NLL, National Lacrosse League. Shut up, Grandy. It's all fantastic stuff here. You get all the price of ESPN+, Plus, also 30 for 30 library, Payton's Places, it, it's great. I think we're all pretty much subscribers on the channel, so thanks again for sponsoring this episode, and we'll go ahead and resume our episode. So, we have a issue, I guess speaking of growing the game, uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, pretty much wore on their sleeves of, hey, you gotta show up to games. I know, Granny, you're talking about the bit here. So, You said you had numbers, you had stats, sir. I'm I'm just going to hand it over to you. Do your thing, sir. This is yours.
3: So the Winnipeg Jets have been declining in gate sales now for the last, essentially ever since COVID happened. Before COVID, they were a shutout streak. Every, or not shutout streak, sellout streak. Every game was a sellout. COVID happened. They came back and... I don't know if it's the teams that's been so mired in the middle that fans have lost interest or what's going on, but they're not selling out anymore. And part of it is just the danger of a small market. Winnipeg has 60,000 people. That's it. It's, It's a tiny town, comparatively, for one that has as many sports teams as it has, which it has... The Jets, the Moose, and the the Ice, the Winnipeg Ice. Um, oh, man,
1: that's Connor Kiki's team. you got to remember that.
3: <laughs> oh, I do. It, again, I'm not going to say, and I don't believe. Winnipeg should have a team. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I firmly believe Winnipeg should have a team. It is a vibrant mm-hmm. hockey market, and one that is very passionate about the game. It's just... Due to high ticket sales or high ticket prices, the lack of the size of the market and all of that, you're seeing them not sell out games. This has more to do with, again, the market size than it has to do with anything else. There's just not enough people in the area to sell out a game if some of these other mm-hmm. regulars stop going. Um, you only had thirteen two hundred and eight people show up for the final game of the season for a team that's a playoff th- team. It's not good in the, in Winnipeg right now, and you're going to start seeing financial troubles follow this team if that doesn't turn around. Um, I just I find it incredibly crazy that this ownership essentially put a thinly veiled threat in their season ticket letter season ticket renewal letter saying it takes all of us to keep the team here. It's true. And I don't think that they intended it as a threat. I just think it was a very poor choice of words, but all the same with Winnipeg and their history, that's how it's going to come across (sighs) Yeah. right now. It's just, it's a market that's struggling and it's a market that's struggling because again, small market size, and it's a team that's been mired in mediocrity for what eight, nine years now.
0: Almost since so, they started or came back, really.
3: Yeah, and when they haven't been straight bad.
0: Yeah. Um. It's just
3: again. I'm not saying the team needs a move. Don't hear what I'm not. Don't hear what I'm not saying. It's just they've got to figure something out there before the situation becomes worse with the ownership. So,
1: but Matt, do you have anything you want to say to this? No, honestly, um, what you said kind of covers it. Winnipeg went through a lot of the similar issues when they became the coyotes, you know, 25 years ago. It's just, it's the, the curse of a small town. um, it's not football in Texas where, you know, it's on one set night. High schools two nights before. College is the night before, uh, or one night before. And you've got the NFL, and everybody shows up because it's the only game on that day. Um, everything's spread out. Three teams to pick from. People have jobs. And honestly, the weather sucks, and there's nothing else to do there. You've got to drive through the ice, the snow it makes it difficult. So if you're going to be Winnipeg or I'm sorry, if you are the jets in Winnipeg, um, I get where they're coming from and what the message is, but the message was delivered wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, like I, like I said before the pot, I mean, you ain't wrong. Technically, every team is like that. Technically, if every, if we stopped showing the D backs and game, they, they would fold too. they're not wrong. I don't think you should have said that. I think you, Probably should have definitely gotten a PR guy to, you know, get some fancy words or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's also like me. I, like, look at the like the D-backs recently have kind of become more exciting. I've definitely noticed a lot more D-backs fans. i definitely noticed a lot more. But, like, when you're you're going to go out in the snow in the ice, like I've never driven it, I'll be honest. I'm sure Granny can tell me all about it. Are you going to risk your car spinning in a ditch for a team you know is probably going to get blown out? Or, you know what I mean? So I think that also does play. In that as well. I had it I was gonna dig at Winnipeg, but I was like, you know what? I think today starts a new journey of me being the bigger man. So Winnipeg, I hope you guys figure it out. Get
3: just back. really okay. quick, yeah. I do wanna I do wanna say one thing. My biggest thing with this and it's been my same thing with like Ottawa fans, is just have some understanding for what we Coyotes fans have gone through for the last 15 years. You guys go through it too. It does happen up in Canada. Despite what you wanna think. Have some have some pity on us. I don't know, no, nah, pity's not the right word. Just understanding, that's it. Just have some empathy. understanding with this situation. Empathy. Empathy. Thank you. Empathy. Have some empathy for us in this situation. It, 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 it's been what we've gone through for years because I mean your team has been mediocre for five years. Our team's been mediocre for 20. You know, so
1: nothing too. It's like, ten how rings. do you not have...
0: A ten, Yeah, well, it's also like, Winnipeg, you've lost a team to, to us, first of all. So I understand a little bit of a spite there. You should know how we feel because it's happened to you. Only, what, almost 30 years ago? 27 years ago? Whatever, I'm not the best at math. I mean... You should know what we're going through. Is all I'm trying to say. Like, I could have took it a dig. I could have said, you know what? Let's make the Winnipeg Jets and put them right next to the Coyotes. Have the Coyotes two and the Coyotes one just to be. I could have been a complete asshole, but no, I chose the higher path. Let's sell the moose and bring them to Flagstaff. Have the Flagstaff moose, Coyotes, and the Tucson Roadrunners. It's a complete cycle. I'm just saying, complete the line. But anyway,
1: I-, I think the they'll figure it out Lake the helicopters.
0: There it is. <laughs> there it is, Matt. Get into marketing. Let's, let's get that going. I'm yeah. sure it only costs $10. Salt Lake them down City here.
1: Helicopters.
0: Let's do it. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope they figure it out. I, I don't think it was worded right, like I said earlier. But, hey, good luck to you, Winnipeg. Enjoy. Welcome. Welcome to the club. We got nice jackets. I'll send you one in the mail. Haynes, anything to wrap that up? I know you're falling asleep over there. Poor thing. No. You all right?
2: <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> no. I mean, you Stay guys. Stay with you know, us. Like, that, Stay with us. Y'all, y'all pr- I, I'm trying. Um, I mean, y'all pretty much said everything. I mean, by no means are we saying, you know, uh, we want the Jets gone. I mean, I understand there is some, you know, in the last years, there is some, uh, animosity between the two teams. They don't particularly like each other, um, and all that. And, and I get it. Um, by no means, I think they should lose a team, but I mean, they, they do like you guys were saying, especially with Texas, which was a great analogy there. I mean, you know, Texas has such a diverse football, you know, com- community whole kind of statewide Texas is, so big on football and you know they get high school on a friday they get college on a saturday they get nfl on, on a sunday or monday or a thursday or wednesday night whenever they play um the problem with winnipeg is it's such a small po- population you have so many teams that you're trying to bounce out through i mean like you guys said you have the winnipeg ice you have the Manto moose you have the winnipeg jets and then you also have the cfl with the winnipeg blue bombers so i mean that's that's four sports teams that are are you know for the most part three of them are going the same time of the year um CFL does go on the later part of the year right there with the NFL so it does or the NHL so it does kind of interfere with hockey right there it's it's hard I mean in a small market like that four professional teams it's it's hard so I mean I feel for them um I do think that it should have been a different way maybe word how you put a thing out I mean everybody has made the joke that it almost kind of seems like you're you know it's a threat to the fan base and all that but uh I mean, I, I feel for y'all. I really do. Um, you know, coming from, like Granny and y'all said best, I mean, coming from a team that, you know, has dealt with, you know, so much backlash from everybody else for the last, you know, 27 years of existence, we understand what it is. And Arizona's not a small market in terms of population. Arizona, is, especially in Phoenix and all that stuff, is probably one of your bigger markets. Um, so, I mean, I feel for y'all. It's tough. In a small market, it really is tough. Um, living in a small market myself, over here in the south, it's tough to try to grow hockey down here like they have. So I feel for y'all. I don't want to see the Jets move. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know that's it, it, just the in, the inevitable. There, I mean, it's, it's really hard to try to you know balance out the love between four sports on different nights when you know you're in such a small area.
0: Oh, say so something. To add. I'm sorry about that. I'll edit that out. Okay, perfect. So to wrap that up, I thought you raised your hand earlier. I'm so sorry. Um, oh no, itching. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, perfect. Well, that was a great topic. So now we're we'll move on to one of my personal favorite parts. Well, second favorite, besides my question, of course. Listener questions before we get to my question. So, starting out. I'll let you guys raise your hand over we'll and answer this one first. I'll read it out. We have Pfeiffer Howling asking us, Who was the Coyotes' best defenseman this season? Who is still with the team?
1: I'm going to go with Valamaki. It's kind of hard not to. I think he played the biggest minutes. Uh, He played all situations. Uh, He's able to score. He did well defensively. He skated a lot better than I think anybody expected him to here, especially after uh, what he went through in Calgary. Um, uh, To me, hands down, it's him. I think he's become that guy that the Coyotes are going to have to kind of build around on the back end, even though he's not going to be a top pair guy, but I, he just edges out Mosier to me. Uh, The biggest surprise, Victor Soderstrom. I think in a full season, I think Soderstrom might be that guy.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Matt's answer to Valamaki. He already covered everything, so I'm not really going to go into it. I don't think it's necessarily all that close between him and Moser. I think Moser had a lot of rough spots, um, but Moser would be the second option. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to go with Valamaki.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll add him there. I'll make it a, a three for three here for Valamaki. I mean, it, it, I mean, I feel like it's a no-brainer. I mean, this guy was, you know, was was pretty much just dumped. In, in in Calgary never was really given a chance and and he came to Arizona with the, you know the re- a renewed sense of optimism with a chance to kind of you know turn his game around and and he's done that so you know uh, good for him happy for him and all that but uh yeah i mean in, in a year in which the coyotes decor uh was uh for most part most people probably couldn't tell you many people off the coyotes decor this year um outside of obviously Arizona fans uh Valmaki was definitely a bright spot
0: Excellent. Going to see more what he does as the uh, seasons go on. All right, so Big Tortilla. He has two of them. We'll read the first one. I did look up this word, uh, Simone. It means like, hell yeah, and I had to read it. So I don't want to get angry emails. So I made sure to translate that first. So, Simone, okay, how about this? Will there be a meetup for the draft? I plan on taking a few days off for the draft. Yes, we are planning a draft special. Uh, details will go out as soon as we kind of get that all together. But yes, we are planning a draft special. I believe something with the, excuse me, uh, the lottery I as well has something going on with that, Yeah. no?
3: I don't think the lottery has a meet-up per se, but we are doing a more of a virtual thing for the draft, I That's think. Not necessarily an in-person meet-up.
0: Gotcha, so. perfect. Well, there it is. Sorry about that. And then one more for me. Is there anything that the mullet does that you would like to see them carry over and do at the new arena? I will actually start. And yes, I think the student section should remain. I think that is one of the best ways to grow the game people ASU is one of the fastest growing biggest universities out there also number one in innovation apparently eight years running way to go boys uh so I think having those students from all over the country come here I mean not only could introduce them to the sport of hockey but also the carries in general just a great revenue stream there love that more Coyotes fans the better I'd say we have great jersey attire so love to see that all over the United States anything else boys for that question
2: no I agree Wait. with you I think I think that's I, I mean I think that's the best one you could have given in my opinion was the answer that was how do you grow the game is by getting you know younger people involved into the game, but having the student section this year for the student tickets that they were doing for brought people out to the game to come watch' them i mean especially in that venue and that chance to be able to watch professional hockey that close in that area, you definitely need to you know try to you know include that into the new arena if it does get approved obviously and you know, you, I don't think you need to have a whole, you know, one end be a student section, but I definitely think having a small student area and doing tickets that way is definitely a great way to continue bringing those people in even after the Coyotes leave Mold Arena.
1: I'm going to go with a non-tangible one here. Um, Home ice Advantage keep winning. They've done that at Mullet this year. They got to bring What's that doing? to their yeah. new building.
0: That'd be, yep. That'd be for sure. Got to bring
1: that energy, all of it. Bring everything that they've had successful at Mullet. It's all got to come to the new building. The mm-hmm. Mullet magic to the Ted. Mm-hmm. Honestly,
3: I haven't been in Mullet, so I am not going to be the expert you and Matt who have both attended games there are. So I'm just going to let you two be the answers on that.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I think that should lead us to... Oh, my friend Therese had a question about the costume. She, we were talking about the Detroit Tigers and their hats are cool. And she said their costume. She called them costumes, so she's going to ask a question about that. So, now we're all caught up. Um, before we get into my question and wrap this thing up, Grandy, you did mention an article. Haynes, thank you, have an article coming. But, Grandy, tell us again about your article you have currently going for our friends over at Inside the Rink.
3: The one I am currently writing the release or the one that's already out?
0: I'll let you choose, sir. It's up to you.
3: Well, I have an article that's going to be coming out sometime tomorrow about the rise or the unexpected rise of Sam Lipkin from second to last pick in the draft to national champion. So, in potential ELC signing. So I'm looking forward to that. He's been a prospect I've had my eye on all year and I think... <laughs> there's quite a few prospects in our system that I think he should definitely be getting love over, including the previously mentioned Farinacci who actually, we haven't mentioned him on this pod. My bad.
0: Well, yes, we will soon. Uh, Haynes, you had something recently. Forgive me if I don't remember. It's been a heck of a week. No. At work.
2: No. Yeah, okay.
0: I, I forgot wrong then. Sorry.
2: No, nope, You're good. So I, I just returned from a, a two week hiatus. I. Personal matters, I'm not going to get into in-depth with my girlfriend's family and all that. So I, I took a two-week leave from the website, just just took time to be by myself with her. Um, I came back, um, dropped a piece Logan Cooley, you know, decision on, you know, we we honestly are going to talk more about that I, this offseason about what he does. Um, you know, the decision of if he goes pro or if he, or if he goes back to the NCAA for a year. And, you know, that'll, that'll be interesting to see what he decides on. Um, you know, won't be surprised to see if he wants to go back, to chase the Hobie, chase the Natty. Um, wouldn't be surprised at the same time. If, you know, he, if he wants the money, he's ready to make the jump. To the NHL. I think he proved he can do it. Um, next article going out, me and me and granny fall on the same line here is, uh, it's going to be some love to Sam link Lipkin. Um, you know, just not going to really talk about his rise more of just, you know, what, where do they stand in terms of where does the organization stand with him? Where does he stand with the organization in terms of, you know, do the coyotes, you know, he had a good tournament, a good end of the season. Um, do the Coyotes see him as a guy maybe for the future? Do they see him as a guy who's going to be a Tucson guy? Um, what do they see him career-wise, development-wise? So definitely something there. Um, I, I've taken that two weeks off, and I've fallen out of the Coyotes' news world. I'm like – it's like Craig Morgan, PHNX, Grandy, Tyler, anybody else, and then I'm like bottom fiddle at this point. Now I've, I've fallen down to like the barrel. I'm like picking scraps out of the barrel at this point, which is fine. I've, I've taken – too much time off i'm I'm like down the bomb so definitely if you're looking for good guys news you know go to these guys right here go to ph and x go to craig morgan and all that i'm I'm slowly trying to get back into it but uh yeah i mean just trying to get back in the swing of it. i got a, i got a busy off season of stuff to get riding for being the only rider for the uh hockey riders for the coyotes is uh definitely it's got it's, its joyous times and it's got it's very stressful times
0: all right. I hope to see more content from you. But uh, to add my little last piece, I had a piece on Coach Bear come out uh, about last week, but I have one working. I'm doing regular season wrap-up for the boys over and boys and girls over at the uh, Arizona Sports Underground. Great guys and girls. I keep forgetting them. Sorry about that. Uh, including one of the co-hosts of the Redbird Red Zone, which is Mac is featured on. Uh, so I'll let you guys know when that's available. So now it's time for my question of the week, my personal favorite spot, and I'm going to torture you boys. Probably not. Actually, it's pretty easy. Next week, I'll think about it. I got some brewing up. So, this is not no offense to Winnipeg. This is not intended to be the question of the week. I didn't that my question of the week was made before I knew Granny's topic in Winnipeg, because so I promise it's not a dig. My question of the week is if you were to rename one of the NHL teams, sorry, Winnipeg, who would you name? Who would you rename? And you can Go with details you want. You say, I'll change the name to this. You can do the branding. You can do whatever you want to do. It's pretty much your podium. I can start if you guys need to think about it.
2: Are we talking about names? Or are we talking about cities as well? Are we just talking about strictly just the team I'll name? I'll let you do
0: both. If you want to relocate a team, I'll allow you to relocate a team. Wow.
2: I have one. Oh, this is going to get dangerous. Guess
0: what, guess what city I'm relocating. No, I'm not relocating. Uh-huh. Guess what team I'm changing the name of. It's unexpected. I, I, there's a name I thought of, and I was like, this is a way better name than the name you're using. Your color it, scheme makes more Canadian sense. Team? No, it's not actually. It's an American team.
2: Is it East or West? East. I think I know who it is, but I'm not going to say the Hurricanes. I, I,
0: I would change the name. Now they don't like the Hurricanes. I do like the Hurricanes. Let me be standard. I do like that name. But I think the name I thought of is better. I think. I don't know why they're red and black to begin with. For a hurricane. Oh, a warning flag. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think this should be called the Carolina Reapers. I think that is way better than the Hurricanes. It could be a cool because the Carolina Reapers the the pepper, and so you can yeah. use you know it's a little Reaper pepper. I think that'd be sweet. I don't know. I it sounded great in my head at work today, so you know whatever. I think it's fantastic. Carolina Reapers, cute little Reaper logo. You know, kind of like the would you would you change the colors? I think i leave it the same. Probably make it more black as a primer more than red, but yeah, I think I would keep the red and black scheme. Yeah, for sure. Have maybe like the scythe have like the warning flag on or something to kind of pay homage to the weather over there. The weather. Pretty humid, I don't know. I've been there once. It was pretty humid. It's
2: where's called North Carolina is it's similar to us here. It's very inconsistent weather. It's the Carolinas it changes. Um oh, Yeah. I've the been really only time rough. Of the year in which hurricanes are an issue in North Carolina, the same as Charleston when I went to college, is the months of the beginning of the fall. So September to about November is about your worst time of the year in terms of weather-wise in the Carolinas because that's hurricane weather. So the name really only matters theoretically for like three or four months. But if but it's Reapers,
0: uh, it'll matter all the time, baby. It'll uh, matter every day. So who wants to go next? Who's next to relocate and or rename, rebrand, whatever you choose to do?
3: I'll go next.
0: Okay. Grandy, go ahead. I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna take away the awful name that they put on the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm just gonna go with their mascot, and I'm just gonna rename them the Vegas Gila
0: Monsters.
2: Like um,
3: that. Yeah, they never should have been the Golden Knights. That was just awful from the beginning, especially in the Silver yeah. State. Come on.
0: Yeah, and the Henderson Silver Knights are the more appropriate like what you let your AHL affiliate have that? Uh, I was yeah, I didn't like it either. I know you wanted like Black Knights at first, which I thought was way cooler. But why not just Knights? I don't know. That's a whole
2: discussion. Knights aren't gold anyway. Knight armor is silver, so it it, it doesn't make any more. It, it makes less sense too when you think that way too. Well, I guess he
0: wanted the Black Knights because he went to the yeah, but I, whatever went to yeah army. So. He
2: went to army. They had issues with uh, army using the name Black Knights. So it was trademarked. But Gold Knights, some
0: too. They're a parachuting team, which I didn't know until my dad told me. I had no idea. So go figure that
1: Uh, Matt got one. I'm going to go with the New York Islanders. Um, Ooh, quite honestly, that was my second choice. Yeah. Quite honestly, Islanders just, it it sounds like a tropical tropical team. team. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that too. It doesn't make sense for, for the state. Um, Like, I, I don't know. Go go piss off like everybody in Montreal and call them the New York Expos. I, do something different. Just anything, anything other than the Island, the Fishermen. I don't yeah, care.
0: Fishermen. Yeah, like, at least that kind of makes sense.
1: Or like the the New York Liberties or something like that. I, I don't care. But the well, Islanders. metros. Is terrible. The metros. Metro. There you is go. Named- yeah
3: the team they made perfect sense when they were on long island which they haven't been for what four years or no two years
1: now but even then long island's not like like a little island island. Island. it's a giant freaking island it's like most of outside of manhattan it's where most of new york's population is so i don't know i to me it even Hmm. long island doesn't term the name islanders it would be like the Arizona Grand Canyons, like who cares? Like it's a bad Arizona name. rocks. Yeah, the Arizona, Arizona rocks. Yeah,
0: Arizona cacti, cactuses. Is
1: yeah. What you got? It doesn't make the Chicago windy cities. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you know that, that was a hard one. There's honestly a couple teams I I could think of on the top of my head that I mean. Like the Flyers for one, I know it's an iconic name. But flyers never made sense to me. I mean I I hear flyers and I can think birds, I can think, you know, stuff with aeronautical stuff with, you know, planes. That's never really stood out to me as a as a team that makes sense. Buffalo's always kinda of confused me just because it's buffalo, which is the animal, and then the Sabres, the sword. I I mean I understand there they have both in the logo. Um uh, realistically, I think if I had to choose someone, looking at teams on here that didn't make much sense to me, I'd say the Ducks. The only reason I don't really have I have an issue with the Ducks is one I being from Greenville and having a team down here called the Swamp Rabbits. I don't think an a duck is is an aggressive animal. I don't think it's something that scares me. Um, when I hear ducks, I don't think intimidating hockey. I think a uh, little cute little fluffy white bird with that walks around and quacks, um, like the mascot. Um, I also think they need to change it just to get away from the Disney Corporation. I mean, they came into the league bought by Disney and were the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And they rebranded themselves to Anaheim Ducks to try to stray away a little bit from, you know, the Mighty Ducks movies from the Disney Corporation. But I think they need a total rebrand. I think with the way they're going with the younger core, I think they need a rebrand. I- I'm not 100% sure what I would rename the team if I were to think of something for them. But I think... I think the ducks has gotta go. I think they gotta see something better. Like, for example, I love their HL fit San Diego goals. Now I know what you're saying goals aren't much more intimidating than, than ducks are. Um, but I think their logo looks a little bit more intimidating. It's not a web foot, that's a D, which is stupid. I'm gonna be honest here. That's the stupidest logo ever. Um I, I, I would change it to something. I'm not hundred percent sure. I wish I would have known the question a little bit more advanced because I'm usually a good guy at like thinking up like custom concepts for teams and all that um the only other option i can think of for changing a team name would be to take like the dallas stars and rename them like the dallas uh arrows or something to, like kind of repay homage to the houston arrows other than that the ducks would be my go to i just can't think of all the time i have what i would want to rename them if now next week on the next podcast i do at the start, if I think of something, I'll give out my name there. I don't to think sure. about it. But, yeah, I, I would rename the Ducks just for the sole reason. I think they need a, a change from the Disney tie-in. And I just think the Duck is just – I don't hear Ducks and think scary. I hear Ducks and think,
1: oh, cute. Fair enough. Sticking, sticking with this um, and just moving just a little bit away from the NHL, um, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And their mascot looks like a 1940s Ivy League student. <laughs> gopher. That camera came on a, so
0: fast.: a, Grandy put that camera back on so <laughs> quick. That boy said, "Hey, hold up."
1: boy said, "Hey, hold up It's your state rodent, rodent but it's not intimidating. That would be like: Holy The shit, Arizona that was funny. Pack, the ASU pack rats like. I, I over, saw man. I
0: saw the little thing loading. I'm like, oh, he's coming back in. This boy said, "Hey, hold up, <laughs> this is personal now." He said, "The Jordan, this is personal meme right here." Jesus, that was like, quick. why not?
1: Why not oh. like the Minnesota Grizzly Bears or something? See, cool I wasn't like gonna, that.
0: I wasn't gonna diss it because Haynes is saying the duck is bad, but his favorite team is the Gamecocks,
2: which is just a rooster. How is that any different? Yeah, than but a duck? Wait, 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 ducks wait, wait. are aggressive no, too. No, 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 I don't know. No, no, no. no. I hey, no, I, I think no, a rooster could beat up a duck because I wasn't gonna argue, but you're timing me into that. There's a difference here between a duck and, and the Gamecock. So a Gamecock is a fine rooster, which are used in cockfights. I'm taking a fine hey. rooster that's bred for blood battles over a duck that's floating in the water eating bread tossed from someone. I'm sorry, but I, I'll stand my ground there. I'm taking a fine rooster that's bred for blood and battle over some little cute fluffy thing in a pond eating bread. You guys bread hear the resentment
1: them. in Haynes's voice right hey, now? And
2: real quick,
3: just
0: real quick, just real quick
3: to our new brother podcast late arrivals we really didn't need to discu this podcast
0: yeah it's all haynes not us i think ducks is actually fine legitimately <laughs> i was like of all the teams the ducks are okay like i have no issue with the ducks i mean not like the logo the logo's all right i guess but like honestly i don't know mighty
3: ducks love self was like oh, yeah man, i was like yeah, is, it's fine
0: no I mean, I'm a Cardinals fan this, too. Cardinals aren't one threatening. One.
3: Aren't you a Blue I Jays fan?
0: A I mean, until, yeah. uh, You're a Blue Jays I mean, fan.
2: Look, the Ducks would be <laughs> Okay, fine, Mordecai, bro. Like, like, what are you talking I about? You to, I think you need to change the logo, though. You need to make it more. Oh, I, than I agree with it's, you it's on that. Grand. Sure. It's oh, not sure. intimidating enough. But Mans is a. <laughs> bro, you like the Blue Jays. I mean,. At the least, a Blue Jay logo is a Blue Jay. It's not. It's not a. a it's still it's, not a a, it's still going to pick a, with up with right off the ground. Flag behind it. I guess.
1: I mean, I'm just
2: saying. I, I mean, know. they could at least put some thought into it. I mean, you change the logo I, from a really cool looking duck with a hockey mask on to sticks. Oh, that I won't disagree to a with, with. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Play. I mean, but you're going to hate I mean, on the Ducks, bro,
0: when you like the Blue Jays. Like, bro, I can't say shit, but I'm a Cardinal fan. I can't say shit. I'm, I'm stuck, bro. Like, I'm a Cardinals fan. My, my bird makes a little slightly angry face. Like, bro, I, got, I can't say shit. Coyotes aren't that brave either. You, you put step by a coyote and he runs away. I mean.
2: Yeah, but I mean.
0: I mean, the branding, I, I'm with you. I agree with you I, on the logo. Hear, for if sure. If I
2: hear dog, if I hear like wild dog over bird, I mean, I'm I'm taking wild dog <laughs> in a fight. I'm, I'm taking a coyote over <laughs> what it's called. Fair over enough. Over a mean, duck in a fight. I mean. I can't argue
0: that. That's your pick. And I was looking at the Flyers. I was like, "All right, Flyers. Yeah, you're right. They're Seventy Sixers. That's a great name. You have yeah. Uh, I feel like they need to
2: do something with okay. the city. I'm not saying go back to like but, the yeah. Philadelphia Quakers from like the early days, but I feel like if if you because they're changing uniforms. They, if for the people that don't know, they are they are getting new uniforms next year. It's going to be more of a hmm. resemblance to their 1980 uniforms. Um, it, I feel like if you're going to change the culture, Wait, you're talking about the Flyers team, are
1: getting new uniforms. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like the wuzzy. Volkswagen Beetle getting changed year to year, <laughs> and nobody can tell the difference. Like yeah, going back the throughout difference. their history, it's all the same. It, it's, so it really see, is. What it is
2: it's, an, it's the 1980s uniform. It's, They're just removing the stripe off the bottom of the waist. Um I think though, if you, if, you, if for them, the reason why, okay, I will change it to them because I also have them as a close contention there. I think the reason they need to do it more the fact of I think because of where they are and what the other names like you have the Philadelphia Union, you, which the soccer shout for you, Tyler, and you have you know. Hang um, on, hang on, hang you, on.
1: You went ducks and penguins can't even fly. At least ducks can fly together. <laughs> My man,
0: <laughs> we just jumping on this pick, bro. The Ducks, I can't. I can't go with your hands. A lot of times,
2: exactly I feel to you. on a two-week hiatus all over again. <laughs> <laughs> about to jump, tip, looked, about to leave looked, again. Never, never to return. Last time uh, you seen I'm just kidding. Gonna, I,
3: it, let's be real. you at the Gagner be, joke. If we're going to jump on any team's name, though, it's the Utah Jazz. And, and yeah, sure. pretty, yeah, for man. sure. Be
2: honest, that's that's a pretty yeah. stupid name. I'll be honest. That's... No, there's some bad ones out there. I mean, I can if we like sat here and talk more, we'll talk about it after we in the pod. But like, there's definitely some NBA teams, that all teams, I look at and I have to laugh at because I'm just like, you had all this like time the Los Angeles on a team name. Team. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah see the this last time, pod. Yeah, a team name and like that's what you came up with. Yeah, the Clipper. Now that makes sense. Dom. Like, cause the Dude. water and the boats. I get that. Cause a oh, yes, right. type of boat. So that makes sense. But, like, yeah, I mean, w- Oakland Athletics, what, what does that mean? But, anyways, we cool. got to get off this. But it topic. sounds yeah, like we're we yeah, yeah,
3: we soon.
0: So. All right. Well, we have any closing marks for the fine folks at home before we wrap this episode up? And...
1: So, Grandy, I got a challenge for you for next episode. Okay, here we go. Okay. How bad is it if Ottawa were to see their pick become a lottery pick, and the Coyotes ended up with an unprotected pick in next year's draft that is defensively heavy, where the Coyotes need defense? I think it's. I
3: don't think it's that much worse because based on, I've been ne- doing a lot of reading. That's next week, no, no,
1: timeout, okay. timeout. Okay. That's okay. next. Okay. week. Okay, okay, that's that's, that's a your challenge. For that's you. your homework.
0: Okay, sounds good. Cool.
1: All
0: right. And Haynes, I, I expect to see a different team next week. I want your name on I I your jersey. Will, I, I want will. a rough draft of your hey. jerseys made. I want your team next history. Week. I want your fake draft picks of the last five years.
1: <laughs> like, I, I but, want logos know drawn know well that, that we many can many put done. on Twitter. I want everybody uh, okay. to yes. See this. Uh,
2: okay. Yes. I, I, I was a studio art major, so I can draw you a logo if you really want me to. Uh, you're Give talking about logo. Give us a logo. Us logo. Give us a logo. Literally make Do the it. team logo and all that okay. NHL, take pictures and you guys can post them on the podcast of what yeah, I come sure. up with. Okay.
0: Then the next week I'll put it, I'll be our first Instagram also post. Like one, for <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> one for the Gophers glorious artwork.
1: Sounds good. One, for the Gophers. It can still be the Gophers, no, no. but I want something that doesn't look like its name, You're the <laughs> but it, <laughs> one dissing the but nah. the Gopher looks like it has you a name and its name that. is Chad and it's wearing a turtleneck. And it looks like it just stepped out of, like, the TARDIS from Doctor Who coming from a 100 years in the past.
0: I like it. I hate to say it. I actually like it because I love Michigan's old logo, like the Wolverine with the little hat. I, I like the logo for the Golden Gophers, but I hate to say it. I hate I hate to say it, bro, but I, I like love it, too. the Gophers logo. You, yeah, well, I did too. You don't, you
3: don't just go come go after the either. Golden Gophers. You then come after the name Chad, which is my middle name. Like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> is that his name, Chad? Like, come on,
1: man. I don't, I don't know, you had a know name. if it is. I do it is. I don't know name. Just, I don't that's you had a name. That's cool. It looks cool. like the gopher's middle, or the gopher's name is. Sorry, <laughs> that's Grandy's middle name, but if I had to give that gopher a name, it would be Chad or Brian. I was actually, it, I was like, wow, I did not or...
0: know. I did not know he had a name. <laughs> uh, this is the content you can only receive on the Trippin U.S. podcast. It was a fantastic episode, boys. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Haynes, for staying up late and yeah. handling handling all that in stride. You did a very good. <laughs> that was awesome. As
2: always, guys. As always. <laughs> all right. I'm so boys. Of the
0: pod. I appreciate it. Uh, I'd say that was me most Whoa. of the time.
2: <laughs>
0: but anyways, let's close this out, boys. We will see you next week with our, I guess, we have a lot more series and wrap-up to continue. We'll have our oh, whole well, bunch of topics. We'll see you next week.